we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. How? What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, ah, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucking knots? What the fuck, buddies? All right. Did I already say that? What difference does it make? I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. I'm just back from Indiana. Had some great shows at Crackers in Broad Ripple in Indianapolis. Thank you for coming out. I enjoyed it immensely. Got a lot of work done. Moving towards that hour-plus special in two weeks in New York. I just found out, by the way, how are you? Just found out that I think I'm going to... I might be doing like a secret show kind of thing in New York on the 14th. I will let you know. You you all will be the first to know if I am doing a secret show on the 14th to uh, burn through an hour and a half or so, get things in order, get my, uh, my shit straight. Those of you who are in San Francisco on the 13th, I will be in uh, San Francisco at the Palace of Fine Arts. Might be some tickets left. Don't know for sure, but that's what's going on. Today on the show... Dean Del Rey. I got a story for you about Dean Del Rey, about how this came to be. And I was a dick. Surprise. I was a dick. Who is Dean Del Rey, you ask? He's a comic, but he's a character. And I will tell you this. I started getting emails from Dean Del Rey around March 2011 uh, was when the first the, the first emails came. From Dean Del Rey. The first one was basically, uh, we met tonight at the Comedy Store. I was the one who spoke to you about being on your podcast as a comic who was only one year in the game. I started December 6, 2008, and I've done 298 shows for the year. Before comedy, I played music for 21 years, had two CDs out on Interscope, and toured the world. All of my life, I knew I wanted to do stand-up comedy, but I just never really knew what to do. Then last year, at 44 years old, I did, I did a film with Ice Cube called The Long Shots, and in that film was Garrett Morris and Earthquake. After talking to them for six weeks in between takes, I finally decided to give up everything and go for it. So here I am in my midlife doing stand-up comedy in Hollywood. Would love to come on your podcast. Also, I toured for four years with the Rolling Stones as their VIP DJ. I DJed all their parties for the VIPs at their shows. Hope to hear from you. If not, all good. I love your podcast. They've taught me a lot about comedy more than any book or coach or video ever could. Thanks, man. Happy New Year. Dean Delray. 2011, this guy sent me this email. Wow, I am a dick. That was on that was on January 1st, 2011. I met him in New Year. So he'll tell you how I responded and what went on since then because obviously it's, what is it, three years later, three and a half years later, I was kind of a dick, but uh, I had to get to know Dean. Dean is a character. He is a character, and he's he's ever-present, man. He's he's at the Laugh Factory. If you go to the Laugh Factory, he's at the Comedy Store. You go to the Comedy Store. He's at the Improv. You go to the Improv. He's at your house. If you go to your house, he's always, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, stuffed into his leather jacket, and his hair always looks like he just pulled the helmet off because generally he has. But he's a character, man, and it took, uh, you know, my <coughs> my buddy Kevin Christie uh, he's got an episode coming up. Uh, it sort of told me I should talk to Dean a little, a little more in depth, and uh, it, it's going to be a fun ride. You're gonna, you're gonna enjoy this episode. Oh yeah, and you go pre-order my book, would you? If you want to read it, 
It'll help me enter the world on the uh, release date in a in a beneficial fashion. You can go at uh, WTFPod.com and get the link there to order it from your favorite bookseller. I'm excited about it. People are digging it, the people that have read it. And I'll keep you updated on other stuff. The Secret Show. Got the gig in San Francisco. I'm going to Milwaukee. I'm going to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. You can check the calendar, WTF. Look, I'm not going to stall anymore. Let's engage with the uh, with the very excitable Dean Del Rey. Yeah, I started seeing you around at the Comedy Store, at the Laugh Factory, uh, everywhere, at the improv restaurants. You'd just be like, hey, here's that guy, Dean, the guy with the black leather jacket again. <laughs> and then you, you emailed me. You said, hey, how about a... Getting a guy on there who uh, who's just starting out. Where's that interview? Yeah, yeah. I, I still have it in my phone. Yeah, and I just uh, ignored you, I think, didn't I? Well, first I met you at the store in the main room. Right. And you and I said, hey, it'd be kind of a good idea. And you're like, yeah, maybe. Email me. Yeah. And then I emailed you a couple of times. I didn't hear from you. And then New York Times did a write-up on your yeah. podcast. I go, it ain't happening, <laughs> but I'm still going to try. Yeah. You know? I got back to you, didn't I? No, you did. And it's the greatest email. I remember I was on the <laughs> patio at the store, <laughs> yeah. and I was standing there. I got to go, ooh, Marin wrote me back. And yeah. I looked and said... Oh, I got it right here. You got it? Yeah, it's so great. Uh, oh, here it is right here. All right, all right. Oh, you're going to love it. Am I going to love it? Well, it's just, <laughs> it's it's classic Marin, so I kept it because I didn't take it personal at all. Oh, no. I, I actually liked it because I thought it was... Uh, you thought it was... A, I thought it was great because Good representation of me. I actually heard your voice when I read it. <laughs> so I write... My exact words, it's Dean just touching base about your podcast. I still think it'd be cool to have a new comic on. Uh, I'm now in my 14th month and I've done 365 shows under my belt. Yeah. Just throwing it out. And that's after the third email. You finally answer and you say, uh, dude, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being persistent, but you can stop now. Marin. <laughs> And I, I swear to God, I loved it. I showed it to uh, like Ian Edwards. I was like, "Look at this!" What did Ian say? But he was like, "Yeah, son." <laughs> uh, you know, like because you know it, it was it was ballsy to to do it. But I was uh, I'm surprised I was so curt with you. I think it, like a lot of times I respond to emails in not the right frame of mind. You know, right. I'm and like I I don't know if I really had a a place for you in my mind and I don't know if I'd seen you do comedy yet, but you were just this dude that was you like right. and I'm not sure why and I th I don't think it was personal. I I think it was just that I didn't know if I saw a story so much in the new comic angle. Yeah. But now you turn out like you, you know as I've gotten to see you around and talk to other people that you're you've had quite a life and you're kind of an oddball so so they, <laughs> so like I want you to know this you're not here because you're a new comic you're oh, here yeah. because you're a dude that is an interesting guy. Well that's cool too because uh <laughs> I mean you know I I feel like I'm one of those guys that have flown right under the radar for years. Uh-huh. But I've been everywhere. Some guys call me like Forrest Gump. Yeah. Like I've done all kinds of shit. Well where'd you you grew up in the Bay Area? I grew up in the Bay Area. Where? Uh well uh Marin and Sonoma County, but mostly San Fran. Like ninety percent of my life San Fran in the Richmond district. As a kid, your, As a your kid, folks yeah. were there? Yep. And then my fo I I was born in Yosemite. Really? Yeah, I lived in the in, park. Yeah, I lived in Yosemite under a geyser. Yeah, everybody always does, says stuff like "Hey, uh, Bigfoot" or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Shit. But my dad was there. He was kind of like a, 
he was kind of like a volunteer ranger, but he also like did all the food supplies for the restaurant. My mom worked at the Iwani. She was like a hippie. So you you grew up with you know classic Bay Area like natural hippies. My mom was a hippie. My dad was a fucking Texas redneck, man. It was weird. But an outdoor redneck. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He was like, he loved Yosemite and uh, he moved from Texas. So he, he didn't, he didn't uh, activate his hate in public. He just went out and yeah. kept it to himself and took in the outdoors. That's what he, I think he just got away from people because he lived in Texas. Right. And he was like, I'm going out to the mountains. Yeah. And uh, I lived there for a long time. In man. Yosemite. That's right. So in the park? The, in the park, man. Uh, right by the Iwani Hotel in the... Uh, in the and that's uh, the one right next to the geyser, right? That's the big one, the shining kind of... Right, by the Old Faithful's like a walking... A not walk a geyser, waterfall. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. You have the uh, Yosemite Falls there. Oh, right, right, and- right. It's it's uh, it costs like five hundred bucks a night to stay there. It's pretty trippy up there. I haven't been up there since I was a kid, but there's all sorts of bubbling things and ooze coming out of the ground yeah. here and there, right? And yeah, there's just there's... like weirdness, just holes with steam coming out of them. Well, you, the main thing is you have the gla- the glaciers cut through there and and hit that half dome, you yeah, know? which is probably one of the most spectacular pieces of a scenery. And in, in oh the man, US. how come I can't remember it? What's it called? Half dome. It's just a sliced piece of rock. <laughs> And it's, it, but it's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, guys climb that fucker, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, they'd get stuck up there. And my dad would have to go up there in a helicopter and try to get these assholes. No joke. They're like, ah! Like just weekend weed smoking hippies. You know? Hanging off a cliff. Yeah, they're fucking up there, man. That happened like every week. That is a horrible feeling to, because uh, going up is never as hard as going down. You don't quite think about coming down when you're going up. Oh, I think that people just don't understand the magnitude of that mountain. Yeah. And they don't respect it. Yeah. And they get up there like, this is easy. I, <laughs> I climbed some mountains in, you know, wherever. <laughs> I did the climbing wall at my gym. Yeah. I they they fucking get there and it's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> That is death, and if you're not going to die there, the bears are going to eat your ass. There's Was bears, there a lot of bears? There's bears everywhere, and they rip open cars and shit. Really? Yeah, a lot of people leave food in their rides. Yeah. They got signs everywhere, man. Yeah. There's <laughs> did, bears. Did you grow up with bears then? I grew up bears, and then um, uh, in, this, in this winter, I played hockey every yeah. day. That's yeah. what I did. My dad ran the ice rink at night. They yeah. got an outdoor ice rink. Right. How many people lived up there? A bunch of other hippie kids? I you mean, know, I was number 13, the kid that was born there, and I went to school there. there you were There's an actual count of people who well, were born in Yosemite? Well, back then, I don't even know what it is now. I'm sure it happens all the time. Maybe, you know? maybe, maybe but, not. How many but there people? was not many people living there. Yeah. You know, there's maybe like 50. What year was this? 66. I was born. My parents lived You're there. You're my brother's age. Yeah, oh, yeah. So my parents moved there in 64-ish. Oh, wow. So my mom was... went to Chico State. Yeah. And then she headed up there and started working. Just as a, a hippie food person. Yeah, she was just working at the Iwani, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I think it was like the work in the counter. And the she desk. met your old man up there? Yeah. He was a ranger from Texas? He wasn't like a ranger. He was a volunteer guy that would do the ranger stuff because they couldn't. They didn't have a lot of rangers. They had like two. So they wake him up like, hey, help us. We got shit. He did the stuff where the supplies would come into Yosemite right. and he would deliver them during the day. And my they, grandma lived there too. Your gra- Which grandma? Your mom's mom? My, mom? my dad's mom. He brought her with him. Yeah. And she worked at the uh, store there, the country store. So you guys were fixtures up there. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I was there every summer for until I turned around 15 and started doing like partying. Yeah. And I never went back. And about three years ago, I went back. And I fucking fell in love with it, man. Are they still there, anybody? No, no, no. They, they The parents divorced when I was two. My mom left and my dad stayed, so I'd spend my summers there. And your mom went to San Francisco? 
My mom went to Sanford. She went to the first. She went to uh, Walnut Creek. Because that's, that's the worst. Where, I know. That's where her dad lived. There used to be a punchline there. That's right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, they did. They had a punchline. I they, used to do that place. The only thing they had was that Catholic school, De La Salle, that won every high school football game for like 10 years. I'm not a sports guy, but yeah. that's what their claim to fame is. So, like, all right, so you're running around the Bay Area. But you grew up, like, but wait, tell me about bears. What other animals? I mean, was there, like, events? Were there bear events? No, there's no bear events, but they, uh, here's what happened. The hippies would come up in their Volkswagen buses yeah. that had those rag tops. Yeah. Remember those things? They'd you pop up. Yeah, they'd yeah. pop up. Yeah. And, they, and they'd leave food in there. Yeah. And then the bears, this is no joke, man. They could smell food like miles. They'd just come over while the hippies were hiking and just rip the shit out of their ride. There's photos of it if you Google it. It's awesome. Bears are just in there like, ah, they're stuck in the ride with like peanut butter, <laughs> eating goober. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like goober and, and uh, other shit that hippies would eat back then. Like, uh, Gorp. Yeah, yeah. yeah Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, cans of that. A tang. Yeah. Tang was going around. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> that orange tang? powder sure, shit. Man. A bear on tang. I think that was astronauts, not hippies. Yeah, but- You're but thinking about dr- bears on spaceships, No, I but think. they would drink it anyway. Hippies <laughs> just drink whatever they can camp with. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. You just bring bags of stuff. Yeah. It's weird because I hate hippies and I like hippies. Well, you come from hippies. I do. It's weird. So I think that's common. Yeah, like the Grateful Dead I hated yeah. for years and then fell in love with them. Well, I think it takes a while to come around. You're going to fight what you come from for a while. That's and, true. But as a rock and roll guy, you're going to have to, at a certain point, you got to make room for the hippies. It's true, man. They're important. And then I fell in love with them. Yeah? You know? With not, the hippies? Not the actual... Uh, I, I remember seeing that movie with Grateful Dead where they're going across Canada in the train. Oh, yeah. The, the, I just saw that. Rick Danko Fucking is on amazing. That. It's great. That with uh, Janis Joplin, right? That's and, right. And Buddy Guy they're meets They're jamming them. on the train at night. That one scene with Rick Danko, all wasted. Uh, I think he's with Janice, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they're in there in that yeah, car. It's great, it's great. Now and Buddy Guy and the Cherry Picker, just unbelievable. Like, oh, your... and the other band, uh, one of those that Fifty Shanana or something, I think's on that. Oh, the Shanana. Yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah. It was uh, what's it called? Something Express. Rolling Express Run- or something. Rolling... Wonderland. No, uh, something Express. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah, no, I love that movie. I, I think it's epic. And the story behind it is it was just lost for years. Yeah. Then they fucking find it. They dust it off. Yeah. There's a great scene in that movie, though, where the hippies are sneaking in. Yeah. And Jerry's on the uh, train. And he yeah. goes, hey, fuck those guys. <laughs> those hippies just think we do this shit for free. And I never forgot it. Yeah. Because I like the hippie vibe of like, hey, man, this is cool. But well, I also out. don't like the hippie vibe of like, hey, can I get a dollar? <laughs> I don't like that. Like Hate Street. Uh, <laughs> Those guys at the top of Hate. Oh, the, and they're kids. That, no, it's not even hippies. They're just kids that live with their parents. They go down and bum during the day. I used to I used to do a joke about it because there used to be a couple of dudes up there at the top of Hate. I, I think the joke was... Uh, you know, you see those guys that, that took Jim Morrison's advice and broke on through to the other side but never found their way back. <laughs> That's yeah, and it. And they just sort of look at you. They look right through you. you yeah. Know, and they're like, you got a dollar. I'm like, I'll give you five if you give me back what you just took out of my soul without a look. <laughs> I you. saw you do that. Right. It was awesome. <laughs> on the Grateful Dead drug uh, yeah, 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 I think so, yeah. Unbelievable. On the Ari Saf- uh, Shafir's uh, oh, drug. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, all right, so, so you're running around the Bay Area. You're getting high. 
Yeah, big time. A lot of drugs, man. Yeah. I got into drugs. What age? Around, I think, 16. And what, you're running around the hate, running around San Francisco? I was running around. Uh, I played San Francisco like crazy. I had a band around. What band? Uh, first band I had was this band called Ghost Town. And so was, you're a guitar player? I sing. Yeah. I didn't start playing guitar until about 10 years ago when I had to. You were just a singer. I was you're just a lead singer. You're a front man. Front man. I was into, like, Aerosmith. Yeah. Uh... But I was way into like metal too. Like oh, yeah. Metallica was hitting San Fran, and I was working at the Stone on Broadway. Yeah. And I was really getting into. Uh, I liked it all, man. Mustaine. Uh, uh, Mustaine. I, I, I like Megadeth, but not only one record. It was really Metallica that hit me. Yeah. You know. And also, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. You had Dead Kennedys. You know, Holiday yeah. in Cambodia, yeah. Jello Biafra. Yeah. That was going on across the street at the Mabuhe. And there was this music mecca going on, and the hate had the hippie music, you know, yeah, you had yeah. the I Beam, the Night Break, yeah, sure. and that shit. So there was music. I was getting influenced by all kinds of shit, but mostly rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was way into rock. So you were like real singing, not Cookie Monster singing. No, no, no. I can sing the shit out of anything. Like, not like an ego thing, <laughs> yeah. but I took it on, yeah. and I really learned how to do it. So man. that was your thing. You were going to be a rock star. That's right, man. I wanted. To, I didn't want to be a rock star. I wanted to be a like a... I like a touring musician on a bus, just like a pirate. Yeah. I love that pirate thing of being yeah. on a bus. Yeah, yeah. I've done it, and when you do it, there's nothing like it. Yeah. yeah. So where did that take you? What was the next band after Ghost Town? After that, I kind of, uh, you know, the dudes were all strung out on drugs. There was a lot of speed going around back then. What, what year was that? So you were 16? 80s. So you know, yeah, early the, 80s. That, so that was the old style crank. Yeah, that's that's right. Bi biker crank. Yeah, biker crank. A lot of biker crank. You know, chicken <laughs> crank. People just called it like go fast. Yeah, yeah. oh, go fast. That that's was the right. word. Like, yeah, yeah, you got any go fast yeah, or a bump? Timey. Yeah, I got a bump. And Ch it wasn't really looked upon bad. Like what was chicken count. crank? The yellow crank? Yeah, the yellow yeah, shit. Yeah, it smelled yeah. like piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. It but, was always too grainy to even break down. Yeah, it was strong as fuck. You couldn't get it to powder. You know, you'd snort it and it'd like, oh, there's just still, fall out of your nose. Yeah, there's a piece burning in there. Yeah. <laughs> Man, when you snort that, it was battery acid, right? It It'd was, get in your nose and rough. fucking light your head on fire. It was like kerosene it smelled like or something. It like, smelled like, uh, you know, I always say I didn't die from the drugs in, but I know it's going to get me on the back end because whatever they're washing that shit in, yeah. it's going to come on pretty soon. They're going to go, hey, dude. That was rough, man. It was. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was called, I thought it was chicken piss or something. Yeah, I, chicken I'm, crank. Yeah. The 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 word I heard, which I I don't know if it's true, but yeah. I heard that the farmers in Petaluma would make this chicken crank, so the chickens would just lay the shit out of these eggs, yeah, and keep them up till they just died, and then these other guys would just sell it. Now you're telling me that, that the, the, the story you heard was that this, heard. this this crystal meth was made for chickens, so they'd yeah. lay eggs. The chicken crank, that shitty yellow. Right, right, that's so, what I heard, man. That they actually so the, have the, the actual practical. They put it in their food, yeah, and they fucking get popping, <laughs> and and they start laying <laughs> eggs, man. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if there's anyone that can validate that. I, if someone could do the research on that, I'd love to hear back from you. Yeah, I'd like to Google that. That's a, I, I never Googled it. You never Googled chicken crank. I didn't because uh, <laughs> once I got out, I was out. Yeah. Oh, you don't do anything anymore. I don't do anything anymore. About '92, I quit partying full on. Well, like what? Just by the the skin of your teeth, or did you do the? Did you do the? No, business? I just got out, man. I was like, well, most of all, my voice was starting to fry from booze. Yeah, what was your uh, what was your thing though? Was it mostly speed? It was speed, coke, booze, 
and uh, that was it. I never got into pills, and weed fucking was too. Str- it just knocked me out. Speed, crank, and booze. Yeah, no dope. No speed, coke, and oh, booze. Speed, coke, and booze. Yeah, and, and my buddies were doing a lot of heroin, but I wasn't into it because the needles. Just I hate needles. But I did smoke it a few times, and I was like, this ain't for me. I like to go up. I'm uh-huh. an up dude. Yeah, so I was a go-fast guy, too. I never liked the downers, but there was a lot of dope around in that time. You must have was. known a lot of dudes getting strung out and that shit and dying. Well, what happened was once Guns and Roses hit, everybody yeah. was getting on heroin. And, uh, and you know, like my guys were on it, and it's just like- That they, tar shit. Yeah, and dudes dying. Oh, like, yeah. Different strains would come up in the mission. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And dudes would, like 10 dudes would die in a weekend. Just you because know, they didn't know the strength of it. It was too strong. Yeah, the, well, this is, must be like last week's batch, and That's then right. they go down. That's right, and, uh, you know, guys were dying. And then after Guns N' Roses, the grunge scene hit, and it was really fucking everywhere, man. Like, I, I was touring a lot. That tar shit, right? That tar shit, man, yeah. and like Andrew Wood from Mother Love Bone died. Yeah. And then, you know, I was hanging a little bit with uh, Lane Staley, and he was, you know, he was gone. From, uh, from Alice in Chains. Yeah, he died late, though. I mean, that was... Yeah, he died late, but he, he was was, he was battling it as, yeah. uh, you know... Where'd you hang out with him? Uh, my buddy, um, this guy, Stefan Shirazi, yeah. used to... Uh, he writes for Metallica, but he would do interviews for Rip Magazine. Mm-hmm. He'd go, hey, you want to go? And, and Lane and I became friends. I booked his band. I used to kind of book this rock night at Where? San Francisco at the Stone. Uh-huh. And it was called Dean Del Rey Spaghetti Westerns. Yeah. You pay five bucks, you got a free bowl of spaghetti and see the best hot new band coming up. <laughs> free bowl of spaghetti. Yeah, it was fucking rocking. You remember that breakfast place, Spaghetti Western? Oh, right. hell yeah. Up on Lower Hay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Next to the Horseshoe? Yeah, that place, I think it closed now. It did. They had yeah. good breakfast, though. They had, they had real biscuits and gravy. There's a great rib place by there. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's been there for uh, some rib spot now. Yeah, yeah. I used That's to hang good. around down the there. Lower Hay's really nice now. Yeah, I'm, everything's really nice now. Now they ruined it. They ruined everything. Yeah, you know, once the dot com came in, yeah, that's that that wiped out San Francisco. That wiped out the 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 sort of uh, the artist freaky scene. The that's, freaky scene. That's right. You could live in San Fran for a while for like two hundred bucks with three dudes and never have a job <laughs> and just drink Red Hook beer at like the fucking night break and see rock bands. And I swear to God, I never even worked. I just cruised. Like, how did I even live? I don't know, man. How and you ruled you? it. You had drugs. Drugs, you had booze, you had rock and roll, and you're like, this is great. <laughs> Where are we getting our money? I, don't, I swear I have no idea. You do like one gig for 50 bucks and you're good. And you lived on burritos. That's the San Fran what, sandwich. Which was your place? Oh, man, it switches, huh? But El Farolito became the spot for me religiously. Pancho Villa's. Pancho Villa's good, but it was- Cancun. A- Cancun. It's all about who had the best green sauce. Yeah. That one that looked like avocado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. A, not a salsa verde. No, it but the, like, right. It had the avocado. That's in it. right. Yeah. And that it was like a weird green cream. Yeah. And, and that, that was who went, who won for me. <laughs> and also, I think the shittier, the better. That, uh, that 26 in Mission, man. You'd be out there, guys are smoking crack. You're getting a quesadilla <laughs> at like four in the morning. Oh, man. Those are the days. They are, man. Yeah. I fucking love it. <laughs> I love that shit, man. <laughs> Sam Fran had a fucking soul that blew my mind. I could never wrap my brain around it. What, what the hell was going on in that city? There was so much going on. Like if you, to this day, if you get out of the BART at 16th and Mission, I don't know what the fuck is happening. My mom would ride that fucking BART. <laughs> 
she would get on right there and she was just fearless yeah i don't get it like yeah. she's like a she'd be like a 50 year old woman at the time or whatever yeah. walk right by junkies shooting up crazy gang members and get right on 16th and mission but it's all right there it's like, all right there like it's like i walk out and i'm like what is going on on this corner <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's all that weird the cap street hookers and shit oh. no that it was that wasn't that what i think hell yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Cap Street. That was just weird crack horse. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. It was disturbing. I lived at uh, like South Van Ness and Twenty Second for a year. Right. Bef- in back in uh, ninety two, maybe ninety three. Yeah, that's uh, right. It was a little right, went, right. Yeah. Right. You know, like because South Van Ness is a, is it's a block or two away from the mi- from Mission. But but it's like it feels like it's you're almost still in there. Yeah, it feels a little industrial. But then you're in there. You, it's still there, man. Yeah. And you go walk, and I'm, I'd be like, "What the fuck is happening?" I <laughs> people people would walk by you, and you're like, "What is going on with that guy?" It's so weird. You're right. Like, you just see one guy naked. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll see another guy. You go, "He's dead for sure." I've seen him four days in a row. He's right there. Yeah. But he, and then he'll get up. Hey. Yeah. You go, what the fuck? <laughs> Man, it's crazy, man. San Fran. I'll tell you, in the 70s yeah. and in the 80s, San Fran, I, I couldn't believe how great it was. Yeah. Like, you could be in you could be in North Beach. Yeah. Full-blown soul. The shitty, weird strip clubs. Yeah. The Mabue Gardens. The Stone. Yeah. Then you'd be up in the hate. Yeah. You got, like, Nightbreak. The yeah. I-Beam. Yeah. Then you could go down into the Mission. Yeah. It was full-blown, straight-up, like, Hispanic. Yeah. And just hang out and eat crazy food and feel like you're in another world. Yeah. Then you'd be out Geneva Towers. Just yeah. gang wars going on. <laughs> going to Candlestick to see a game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like, where yeah. are we? Yeah. It, it, it definitely... And it has a mystical vibe vibe man the oh. air up there you're just like it's so beautiful and so weird yeah man. did you ever do any of the like go up to bolinas and shit oh god i played smileys what? this is a great story bolinas yeah. was owned by a guy named don dean yeah the don dean owned the whole town i never knew what was going on up there bolinas is one of the weirdest spots ever they they would break down the uh the sign so Tourists couldn't find it. Right. It would say, Bellinas left here. Yeah. Every two months, they tore that fucker down. Yeah. Now, this guy, Don Dean, two yeah. first names, never yeah. trust that guy. Yeah. He owned the town. Yeah. It's like a shop, a yeah. bar, yeah. Uh, and four houses in a church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Don Dean would book bands to come out and play the weekend. For like, what, 12 people? For the town. It'd be yeah. about 25 people. Yeah. And it would just be this drug, booze, celebration every weekend and yeah. you stayed in the uh above the place in mm-hmm. the uh it was like a bed breakfast mm-hmm. he was the coolest guy ever he, he had his own money called smiley dollars <laughs> so you didn't make any money he'd pay in his own money while you're there so you'd spend your money in his store and, yeah, yeah, and booze right. it's like so, a plantation it had his face on it. it was like bad monopoly money It'd be like don dean smiley dollars <laughs> And I was like, this place is whack. But yeah. I fell in love with it, man. Yeah. I'd go out there for a weekend every couple months, spend the weekend. You'd bring like a girl with yeah. you and you'd have the best time and you'd meet these people and they'd be like, hey, yeah, yeah. Dean. Real hippie pirates up there. Oh, full blown. I, I, I swear it's got to be like guys that were ditching from Vietnam. Right. Or running under the grid, maybe uh, weed growers for sure. Yeah, weed growers. Because I always got that vibe that like there's some there's some underground business going on here. One hundred percent. Yeah, and like and I just remember uh, right before you got to Bolinas, you could go watch the seals sleep. That's right. You remember That's all right. the harbor sweet seals yeah. we used to beach out right yeah, just yeah, shy they, of Bolinas. They have those like every 
like 200 miles, it seems like. They yeah. got it up on the 101 too after Big Sur. Well, that's a different, that's those elephant seals. Yeah, right. But they, um, I'm just saying, it's weird how that, you can go to those Have you seen that shit? That's amazing. Those things, the, the harbor seals look like they're about maybe yeah, they're like small black pounds. ones. Yeah, yeah. And they're just kind of, they're cute. But man, to go up there when they're mating outside those are monsters. of the, It's by San Simeon, right? That's right. Yeah. They're, after they're, Hearst Castle. Right. They're, they're like two ton animals, man. They're crazy. And they're fucking, and they're all laying oh, yeah. around and spitting. And they're babies. yelling. Yeah. Oh! I've never seen anything like that in my life. Oh, I love it. You just sit there, and people are, and people are there with their kids, and I'm like, I don't know if they should be seeing this because they're, yeah, they're, they're oh, they'll and, fight. Yeah, they crazy. fight and then they fuck. It's yeah. weird. They come up and they basically just rape each other. <laughs> yeah, one bites the other one. It's like ah, and they yeah. just no. And you go, what the fuck is this? This is crazy. <laughs> this and they're is, huge. That's what the wild is like. <laughs> yeah, they look like boats. You spend time in Big Sur too, man. I love Big Sur. I, I ride a motorcycle. My when did that life. start? I uh, started riding a bike when I was around 19. My uncle was basically like um, like uh, the dude on Mask. You ever see Mask? Like, yeah, Sam uh, Elliott? Sam, he yeah. was that character. I swear, when I saw Mask, I go, whoa, Uncle Don. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. That's your mom's brother? No, he was like a guy that looked after me. My mom's oh, one of those brother. Uncles. Was, yeah, one of those guys. Your yeah. mom sort of, like, she got. Uh, yeah, like, here, you stay with him, you fucking troublemaker. <laughs> and he made me work construction, but he had a Harley tattoos. He yeah. smoked Marlboros. I yeah. was like, this guy is the goods. Yeah. I got, and I got into motorcycles, man. And he got I, you on him? Yeah, he got me on him. He was like, you pussy, get on that bike. I was scared of Harleys. They're huge. Yeah. When you're a kid, they're yeah. giant, yeah. and you got to kick them. <laughs> and if you can't kick it back then, you can't ride it. What you do you mean, just kick it? Kickstart it. Oh, right, you can't right. just get on, dad, start yeah. it and roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. And man, that thing would take all your might, and it would kick back. You fucking fall off and fuck your knee up. They kick back, they bite, man. They go, pow! Yeah. And you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But he was like my idol, and yeah. I got into the, Did he ride with anybody? He just rode on his own, you know. He was like one of those guys. Yeah. But I love, I love the idea of being a nomad. Yeah. And ride, I've rode across America five times. By just by yourself. Uh, a couple guys. Yeah. Uh, motorcycles. I've been to Sturges. I've rode to Sturges. I've rode all over the U.S. Yeah. on a motorcycle. My dream is to do a, a comedy tour on a motorcycle. Well, you can do that. I know I can. I just uh, I got to make sure you make some money first. <laughs> what that? So money's important now? No, it's not important. <laughs> but to keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know what I mean? I was being like, a I dick. Got the I was being a dick. I know. <laughs> it does get important though, right? Well, you kind of need it eventually. You do. Yeah, you know the 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 idealism of like fuck it, man. When you're get you're coming up on fifty, you're like, eh, maybe I don't want to die broke. <laughs> I don't mind being broke. Yeah, but I don't like freaking. Like right now, I have seven hundred bucks to my name. Yeah, my rent's due in a few days. Yeah, it's just real. Yeah, but you know what? Um, I I love doing comedy. Yeah. So there's no way I'm going to change my life. Every time I do something, I do it because I love it, like art, you know. Well, when you drove cross country, so when when was the first time you did that? So you're in the you, you had the you had a couple of bands. Yeah, a couple bands. And then you hit the wall with the, the blow. What yeah, here's that? what happened. Yeah. I I had a I had one band and we just kind of fell apart from um from drugs and you know, just you know, we're just like partying. Mm -hmm. I take a couple years off. I of, get a call of music or drugs. Of, of music yeah. and just kind of figuring out what I want to do. I get a call from this guy, he says, Hey, Sammy Hagar uh opened this club in Cabo. He's looking for bands to play. Uh, you got any bands? They go out for a couple weeks and play, and they make about this amount of money. So yeah. I, I go, yeah, send a couple bands. I ask them how it is. They say it's great. 
I go, you know, fuck this. I'm going to put a band together. I got to go to Cabo yeah. and do this myself. <laughs> yeah. So I put together this band called Two Lane Blacktop. Yeah. And uh, we go out there. We play three weeks. And I fucking, this is 92. And uh, Cabo is a no man's land back then. A dirt road with two two clubs and Sammy's place. Yeah. And I go, this is fucking heaven. Because it was like Malibu. <laughs> yeah. But with no fucking high dollar. Yeah. And I'm out there swimming and shit, and I'm playing music, and guys are teaching us to snorkel and scuba dive yeah. and jet ski, and I go, this is me. Yeah. That band became a serious band. And from there, we got a record deal. Linda Perry signed us on Interscope. Uh-huh. I started touring yeah. like crazy. Yeah. Like 600 gigs in three years. Really? Yeah, on the road, nonstop, doing the kind of hippie scene up and down California, up to Vancouver. Opening? Like, Opening for a lot of bands like Blues Traveler, uh, Tom Petty. You open uh, for Petty? Yeah, Petty. Uh, uh, open for uh, Morphine. Remember them? Sure, Mark Beat Farmers. Uh, Mark, uh, what was his name? Sandman. Sandman, yeah. So I was playing with all these cool bands, and, and shit was just fucking So rocking. you're living it. I was living it, man. We were making big money, too. Yeah. Like, uh, Music was booming then after the grunge and yeah. people were touring. You had like gin blossoms, that kind of weird scene. Then yeah. you had grunge and yeah. you had alt alt country, you know? Yeah, and then you also had the jam bands. Jam bands. Yeah. And that's what we jumped on, the jam yeah. band, man. I yeah. played harp, yeah. uh, guitar player. But we played the shit out of just songs, you yeah. know? Yeah, classics. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'd play our own stuff, but then we'd mix in like some doors and stuff <laughs> in the middle of our stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we toured like crazy. And you had a following? Colleges? Yeah, we'd play the colleges, man. It was great. So what happened? Then, and then uh, towards the end, man, we just kind of, I think we just... I was tired of the music. I didn't write music. I just wrote lyrics. Yeah. Guitar player was writing a style I really wasn't into. Oh, yeah. uh, it started to get just too blues ditty, like, you know, all right, baby, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't songs. They were just blues ditties. Yeah. So I was like, I'm out. And uh, I quit, you know? Yeah, and then what happened? And then I said, I need to learn to play guitar. Yeah. I took a couple years off, learned to play guitar, and did a solo record. Yeah. And that's when it really took off. Is that the record you gave me? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I did that record, and I I had David Immergluck in the band from Counting Crows. Yeah. I had this guy, Ronnie Crawford, one of the best drummers. The guy is Bonzo. Yeah. Uh, I had the uh, B3 player, uh, bass player, Joey DeBono. And we had this insane band, and we toured, and that band played, you know, like, I went on the road with Jacob Dillon, who you just had. Yeah, nice guy. Uh, Ten months. Yeah. Did you get uh, along with him? We became best friends. Yeah. I shot a documentary on him. You still talk to him? Every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, because I've known Jacob 20 I wish I'd known that when I talked to him. I know. I was trying to get through. He's a, he's a little, uh, you know, a little defensive. You know defensive. what's great was when I listened to your interview with him. Yeah. I know him like the ends back of my hand. Yeah. Like, I love the guy more than anything. Yeah. But I know one thing. To stick around with him, you got to keep his privacy. Yeah. If you mention anything about him yeah. that's in his private zone, you're out. Yeah. Well, I was poking at him, but I yeah. thought he handled it well. He, he relaxed. He did. He yeah. did. And, you know, what are you going to do? Your dad's Bob Dylan. That's exactly right. <laughs> Your dad is Bob Dylan. <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember... Uh, like I started hanging out with him back in the day at Cantor's. Yeah, yeah, we met, right? 
He came up. He's like, hey, I like your band. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. He's like, oh, Jacob. And I hung out with him for a couple weeks here yeah. and there in clubs. And yeah. then someone said, that's Bob Dylan's son. I was like, what? <laughs> the guy, there's no way the guy was so cool. Yeah. He's so nice, yeah. you know? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you meet celebrity kids, they're yeah. fucking assholes. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I'm the best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You want to name names? Yeah. I, I mean, I can't really remember because I just block <laughs> assholes out. But, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But you guys hang out, huh? Oh fuck, man! Yeah, I liked him, you know, I, and I knew it's a tough cross to bear, and I and I, but I knew I wasn't going to be able to talk to him without somehow getting That's at right. it. But there was a couple of moments I thought were really great. Yeah, where, where absolutely. He, where where he's like, yeah, I I, yeah, I talked to him, you know. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the great like, thing was he saved my life, actually, man. I moved to L.A. in two thousand one. And I thought it was just going to happen. I got my solo you'd, record. You'd had the record, I right? I got the solo record yeah. out. I played the Viper Room. It mm -hmm. sold out. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys are swarming around. Shit's yeah. happening. I'm out. I do some shows with Wilco. Yeah. Uh, things are happening. I'm feeling good. And then nothing for a year. And I'm like, wow, man, this is, what am I going to do? It's, a, it's brutal to be out here and have that. Because, like, a lot of people come out with those expectations. That's right. And then they get leveled. And then there's a type of loneliness that occurs. Wow. <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't stupid. I've yeah. been in the game all my life. I wasn't an idiot like, I'm going to be a star. Right. I was more like, something's going to happen because I'm fucking, I'm working my ass off. But I had started all over. I was big fish in San Fran. And I'm fucking bottom of the barrel here. Yeah. So... I get this call from him one day, and I swear to God, I had like maybe a hundred bucks left to my name. Yeah. I was living behind the comedy store. Uh, I get a call. He says, "Hey, man." Um, well, you were living behind the comedy store, but you weren't doing comedy. No, I was uh, up there on that street, in Queens Crest Road. Hill? Uh, I was on Queens Road. You weren't in Crest Hill. No, 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 no. You were just up there. I was just up there at a guest house. Oh, okay. And I was like, had no money left, yeah. and I had these cases of records. And he said, "Hey, we're going to." Uh, Montana to yeah. do uh, start our tour. Yeah, you want to go? Yeah, and do a show. And I said, "Oh God, yeah, please." It was weird. It was just out of nowhere. Yeah, I'd never opened for Jacob before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Known for years. So they fly me out to Montana. I get on the tour bus. We go and we play a gig, and we play at Missoula, Montana, where uh, David Lynch wrote Blue Velvet. Right. In this beautiful theater, Lynch lived upstairs. Yeah. Uh, it's sold out. Crowd goes crazy. I Lynch is living up there? He was. That's where he wrote Blue Velvet. Not when we were there, yeah. but back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, this town is amazing. Missoula, that's River Runs Through It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this town is amazing. These The whole town came out to see Jacob. Yeah. Sold out. They embraced me. I sell like 75 CDs at yeah. 15 bucks a pop that nice. night. yeah. Jacob goes, hey, man, we're doing uh, Seattle tomorrow. You want to do Seattle? I go, yeah, I'm on the bus. I do Seattle. Then I do Portland. He goes... Hey, why don't you stay on the rest of the tour? We're supposed to be out with this band. I don't really like the guys. I go, all right. He fires him. <laughs> yeah. I so go, you're doing solo? Or you solo got acoustic. Wow. Yeah. And and this is where I start to begin. I'm going to play. I'm going to do comedy after this because I know after this, there's no way it's going to be bigger than this. Well, when did you start doing the roadie stuff? I never roadied. But I, when did you start hanging out with like uh, the Stones? What the were Stones you right after this tour. I well, what, how'd that all go down? I work. I, I finished the Wallflowers tour ten months. I get home and I go. I'm I'm done with music. That's Why? Not, but I thought you were doing good. I was doing good, but after that, like nothing was happening. Right. It was like you're the opener, but you get home and it just sits idle. It's yeah, not like yeah. You know, you're yeah, doing yeah. good. Yeah. But it's not. You need Jacob Wait. to go on another tour. There's not another <laughs> band going. Hey, you're great. Saw yeah. you on that. You want to go out? Yeah, yeah. It's not happening. 
And I'd really lived my dream. I went to Europe with Jacob. Yeah, I played Hammersmith Odeon. We played in Barcelona and like you know, all over, touring in a bus, finally. Yeah, yeah. So I get home and I'm home for about six months and this company calls me called Fan Asylum. And they're in San Francisco, Tim McQuaid on You just it. known him? How did they know you? I just you? knew him over the years. I would do bullshit little work for him, like a Pantera fan club, yeah. uh, phone hotline, like, it's the Pantera hotline. You know, he'd call me in for voice shit on yeah. these hotlines. Yeah. You know, like, you reached Don Bad Daryl's favorite. You know, like, whatever. Press one for rock. <laughs> That's what I'd do for him. Yeah. So he called me, said, hey, man, uh, Stones are going on tour. Yeah. Uh, I need a guy to, like, host these VI- Steel Wheels? No, this is a 92 uh, Licks, Licks Tour. 92? I mean, sorry, 2002 Licks Licks Tour. So I'm out with him from 2002. Wait, wait, he calls you and he tells you what they want you for. He says, I I need a guy to go out and host these VIP parties for their rich fans who are going to buy these packages that get to go backstage, sit front row, and hang out. Yeah. And you'll just hang with them, spin music, and be the uh, host. I'm like, yeah, that that sounds pretty good. What's that pay? <laughs> He's like, ten grand. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like, I haven't made ten grand, dude, a month in my fucking life. He said ten. I would have done it for ten bucks. <laughs> Because I saw where we were going. We're going to Japan, and I'd never been to Japan or Australia. Yeah, and I I would have done it free. Yeah, I'm not letting him know that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I go, yeah, that that sounds pretty good. <laughs> I swear, we fly to Boston. Yeah, this is the first day I get there. He yeah. goes, here's the rules: don't look at the band when they walk by. Don't look at them. Just look away, and uh, if they approach you, all good. So we're at the uh, Boston, the baseball field there. Yeah. They're rehearsing there. Fenway Park. Fenway Park, the Green Monster. They're doing an outdoors concert. And they're rehearsing for yeah. the first tour, Licks yeah. tour. Yeah. I'll never forget it. I'm in the Fenway Park, 10 people maybe on the grass watching them fucking play. It's my first day on the job. And I'm like, I can't even fucking believe this. <laughs> what were they playing? They were going over, Can't You Hear Me Knocking? No. Which is my favorite. You know, yeah. now on this tour, they had an idea, which was unbelievable, where they would spin this wheel yeah, and a, a record would come up and they would play the record. What? They had like five records on it, like Exile, Tattoo You, Some Girls, Beggar's Banquet, and uh, something else, five records. Yeah. They'd spin it and then they would play the tune. That was their idea. Yeah. Mid-tour, they dropped it and only did like four songs from yeah. it. But man, at the beginning of the tour, you could see Exile almost in its full. Really? Yeah, they were playing shit that you were just going, I can't fucking believe it, man. Like Shine a Light? All that, man. Yeah. Ventilator blues, no, really? dude. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm losing my mind. I'm watching them rehearse, and <laughs> now I'm on the tour, dude. And so did, but did you look at the band? Did you look away? Well, what here's happened? what happened. After about a week there, yeah. this guy goes, hey, man, uh, I see you, you know, you're know, you spinning at the parties. Uh, the Stones are having a private party tonight. We want you to DJ. All right, so wait. So now these parties, so you started doing it. You're in Boston the first night. What yeah. was the party like? Who was there? Like, What was that like? Well, here's, here's how it works. They only play twice a week. Yeah. Okay? 
They'll come into a town. Yeah. They they the stage is so big, so they have two three stages. One's yeah. being set up in another town. Yeah, yeah. One's being torn down. Yeah. So it's like a domino effect. Right. So they come into town. They'll rest. Then they'll play a gig. Then rest a couple of days and play a gig. So they the parties are only before the show. They're not after the show. VIPs. That's right. Now whoever's the big wigs in that town are at that fucking VIP. Now, this particular VIP, Martin Scorsese was there because he was filming that that Boston gang movie with... Um, with the Martin, Lin- Martin Sheen and with, uh, uh, Leo. DiCaprio, The Departed. Yeah, The Departed. Right. So he's there. Uh, you got big baseball players. But he invites us down to the set to watch him film that rooftop scene. Where they push Martin yeah, off. Yeah, fucking. So, I mean, this is like the first week I'm there. I'm like, I came, first of all, Scorsese. You saw the Stones. A, with, yeah, with, and with now I'm, I'm talking to Scorsese. <laughs> I'm like, this is the fucking God to me. He made Raging Bull. Yeah, the best. All right, there's no better yeah, film, Yeah, right? no doubt, no doubt. So I'm only on it a week already. But anyway, the parties would go like this. These rich people would come in. I play music for a couple hours. They drink and stuff. And then they uh, it would be over. They go sit in the front row. Now, sometimes they would ask me to take them around town to cool places like yeah. guitar stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys would hit me up like, hey, tomorrow we're going to meet in the lobby. We're going to go to this famous guitar store. Or we're going to go here where Keith likes to go. You know, I'd find out shit. I take people on these cool day rides. Not the Stones, though. Not the Stones. No, no, no. Just the. So the, wait, when you went to the rooftop with Martin, did you talk to Martin Scorsese? Not while he was there, but I talked to him backstage. Yeah. When I was there, you just way in the back watching. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, you don't want to. But the the key to being around all your life is not being, hey man, yeah. like I did to you. Yeah. Hey man, put me on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. The, the key. Is just to be hanging around, and then one day they go, hey, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they come over. I mean, that's why I think most people either hate me because I'm like, I'm a big character. And they go, fuck that guy. I get it. Or they go, hey, this guy's cool. It's, there's no middle ground with me. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that was like the first week. And then we went four years, man, and went around the well, world. What, okay, so what happens with the with the private party thing? How okay, that? so this is the first time I... I I DJ a private party for him. I get to call there at 3 a.m. You're meeting at this spot in Boston, some weird little club. I go in there. I Everything's set up. closed at 3 a.m. So yeah, they're... but they rent places all yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? These yeah. fucking guys have more power than the president. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Uh, so the deal with the Stones is they only like two types of music. They like Motown and they like reggae. Yeah. If you get off that, you're fired. <laughs> That's a, if you try to wall, whip in like the yeah 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 they're yeah, gonna yeah, go yeah. what? So so Keith's the reggae guy. Keith makes, is, yeah. makes a reggae guy too, oh, big really? time. Yeah. and they love Motown. Yeah. And I tell you what, Keith will fucking tell you anything about music on the planet. Uh, he plays that pirate character up to the T, but he'll come over and he's the smartest guy ever. I know. I read his book. Yeah, you'll talk to him. Yeah, he'll be over there like ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll come over and go, uh, you know, I remember that, mate. 71, actually. This, this corner of the studio's got a weird crack that would vibrate. That's the sound coming off. It's not the amp. It's this cracked piece of wood. And at first we fixed it, but it wrecked the sound, so I pulled it back. That's the kind of shit he'll hit you yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're going like, fuck. So, what, how did, so, so you- I'm spinning. I remember. And Jagger's 10 feet away, and I play this bootleg i have of uh of uh bob marley's last show in yeah. pittsburgh yeah. it's like march 23rd 1980 yeah last show ever before yeah. uh, he dies yeah i'm spinning it and i see jagger looking at me 
he's looking at me. He's looking at me. And he grabs a dude and he goes, come over here. And he looks at me and the guy looks at me. He comes over and I go, uh-oh, something's up. Yeah. The guy says, hey, uh, Mick says he owns every Bob Marley recording on the planet. He doesn't recognize this. What is it? And I go, holy shit. I go, tell him it's its last show, Pittsburgh, uh, March 23rd, 1980 or whatever. And uh, tell him I'll give it to him tomorrow morning. So he goes over and he tells him. He leans in. And I see Mick do this to me. He goes, thumbs up. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and from then on, I go, I'm in. <laughs> I, I put it in his iPod because he works out in the morning. I gave it to the guy. Yeah. He put it in his iPod. And about two weeks later, I see Mickey getting his picks bag walk <laughs> by me. That's all he ever said to me in the entire four years. But I was in yeah. from then on out, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Where'd you get that bootleg? Uh, I got a, a fucking bootleg freak, dude. I yeah. am a bootleg freak, yeah. especially Led Zeppelin. I got every Zeppelin there is. Every version. You know, Zepp, with Zeppelin... Every show is recorded. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and who has them? How do you get them? Well, you, there's a place here at Pasadena that, like, uh, not the uh, not the the Rose Bowl, but the other, um, like, little flea market thing yeah. they have. And, man, they got it all there. Or you can get them online now. But when I was in Japan, the reason I did the Stones tour, of course, money. I needed money. Yeah. But I was going to Japan. And in Japan, they have one neighborhood. I think it's Shinjuku yeah. in Tokyo. Yeah. All bootlegs. Yeah. Like real stores. They have a Led Zeppelin store. You go in, it's everything bootleg from Zeppelin. And it's all, you know, because they don't follow the laws yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. You can go to a Rolling Stone store, and it's two blocks. And you'll, you could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on these things that are packaged that flip open and make sounds and the packaging's like so elaborate you hang it on your wall it'll have pieces of uh, you know john bonham's drum yeah know? really they, yeah they got rare shirts yeah i fucking lost my mind i went there i told the guy i worked for the stones i got him backstage he said take anything in the store you want you i take? had a duffel bag Probably about a hundred grand of, of CDs, DVDs, shipped it to my house. What mostly what? All Zeppelin. All Zeppelin. The whole Zeppelin store I took. Because then Stones had uh, a stage where the fans could sit on the stage. Mm -hmm. It was this four-level stage. You could sit on the stage and watch them. Yeah. It was crazy. So I got the guy in there. He's like, oh, very good. Ah, Rolling Stones. He's losing his mind, you know. Take whatever you want at the store. This guy was like 50, and his wife and him were just like, ah, they're on the stage. But they could just make more of whatever they get. Yeah, that, that's right. But, but they don't... They, they're really rare ones. They'll make like 50 of these things because they cost so much money. Like, what, like what makes them rare? The packaging. But like, what are the recordings? How are the recordings? They're soundboards, man. I only got soundboards. At first, I used to just buy anything. The guys hold like, the mic. Yeah, and the back guy <laughs> under the stage. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, this is great. You hear that? <laughs> Fuck that. That's the bottom of the stage. Yeah, you never That's listen Jimmy to that That's Jimmy Page's shit. feet. At first, you just buy it all. And then yeah. after a while, you go, nah, man. Nah. That wants soundboard. Yeah. And they're getting better and better. They keep updating them with better mastering. Right. You know, it's they're fucking great. What's the best Zeppelin bootleg you have? I think 
the best one to get was the one that got me into it was 73 called destroyer i think it's live in cleveland yeah just because it's the 70 or 77 it's the 77 tour where they're really fat you know just like playing four hours but it's soundboard and, it, and it, all the eras i mean i like the early era where they're dangerous like 69 yeah but i also like that later that was the first one i ever bought so i fell in love with it yeah i thought they were all gonna be that soundboard yeah, yeah. cool package yeah 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 you know not so much now they start buying them online you're going this fucker <laughs> shitty cdr copies that don't work in your player well there were bands that for a while there you go to dead shows and there used to be like a little village behind the board where guys could hold their mics yeah. it was always interesting to see who was at the cutting edge of you know how many what their mics look like and how people yeah the were... technology was crazy huh yeah yeah dudes are coming with like full-blown <laughs> systems they got like a neve board with them and stuff like yeah i'm coming in with this and going, hey dude what are you recording yeah, man? yeah other quite... guys with just a walkman yeah yeah holding it up yep. yeah yeah and what you, what other bootlegs you collect? Just just that stones. One? I got a shitload of stones. I got all of the seventy two tour. You do seventy two. Yeah, I'll burn them for you. Whatever you want, come over. Yeah. Bring your computer. You can have them all. The seventy two stones tour. That was a good one, right? That's the best tour. That's Exile. There's no better tour than that for stones. Yeah, uh, you can see a lot of it on Crossfire Hurricane. I saw them in eighty one. That was the only time I saw them. Yeah, tattoo. I yeah, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I saw a candlestick. Uh, two so that nights. was the last Bill tour, I think. That's right, Bill. Bill Graham is just a god. Well, to no, me. Bill. Bill Wyman. That oh, was also nice. Bill Graham. Yeah. Now, after that, Michael Cole steals the stones from him. And kind of steals Bill's heart. Makes it what he did. What he, What was the big change? Well, they started battling over uh, bidding for the tours. Michael Cole yeah. against Bill Graham. Bill yeah. Graham was the guy that showed Mick Jagger. He had lunch with Mick Jagger in like Oakland Coliseum, and said. I fill this whole stadium for you all the way across America. And Mick was like, no way. And he's like, yeah. And they did it. Yeah. And then they did it again. And they did it again. Now other people are coming in going like, wait a minute. We'll give you a better cut of the ticket. Let us do it. After Bill Graham had done Built the it. work. Yeah. You know? I mean, Michael Cole had done work too. He had been a, a, a promoter with Harvey Weinstein back in the 70s in Boston. Yeah. yeah. He did his work too. And he's, he's a smart man. But I'm a. It's kind of like football or whatever. I'm San Fran. I'm a Bill Graham man. And Graham, like just the, within the history of music and the, you know building out the uh, the the rock that we grew to love oh. in the late '60s. I mean, yeah, he was. There's something about the Fillmore and the whole mythology of the place. It's just like it's nothing that's, better. Yeah, it's the greatest thing in the world. Even if you, I didn't live it, you no. didn't live it. Yeah. But it was burned into our brains somehow. It's, especially you in San Francisco. I mean, I can't imagine because like I'm I'm a little older than you, and we we missed. You know, we just weren't old enough right. to really have you know feel that explosion of music, but we kind of we got the crashing wave of it, and it rode us all the way through our adolescence. So it's all we knew, yeah, and that's what we held on to. But like, there's something about our generation where it's like it's mythic to us, and then these older boomers are like, yeah, I remember, kind of, yeah. Know, like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, you kind of remember. Yeah, they always say like one yeah. or two things. Like I saw Hendrix, and yeah, you're yeah. like, well, what, what, what was that like? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They go, oh, I mean, you know, Buddy Miles, you know, they'll. Yeah. they'll, they'll like my buddy saw yeah, Hendrix yeah. on the Betty Miles that yeah. one night at like right. in New right. York, you know. Yeah, yeah. He said Betty Miles was cool. Phil Maurice, yeah, yeah, With the Bandy Gypsy, yeah, yeah. And they played on the New Year's Eve yeah. or whatever. They played Machine Gun, and, yeah. You know, I, I think it just hits people different. I just got that box. Someone gave me the box of all of those, all the Bandy Gypsy ones. So like, great every night. 
for yeah. that run. Buddy Miles was amazing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Billy Cox. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, music, without music, I'm nothing. It's yeah. completely my life. Uh, Did you ever meet Bill Graham? I met Bill Graham three times. The fir- I used to go to those Dan the Greens. And Dan the Green is why I'm alive. I remember my mom in 78 took yeah. me to see. This is the first show I saw. Yeah. 78, September 2nd. It was Dan the Green 5. The opening band was Cheap Trick. Yeah. The next band was ACDC. Yeah. What ne- year? 78, Power oh. Age Tour. Oh, that's the best record. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> next band was Journey. First show with uh, Steve Perry. Right. Infinity hadn't come out about a week before Infinity. I saw, I saw Journey and the ACDC around that time when I was in high school in New Mexico. Yeah, yeah they kind of did that tour around, yeah. like they do the same tour. I uh, thought they were opening for Journey, but, the, but I talked to the bass player of Journey, and he said that they were opening for ACDC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the show I saw was Cheap Trick, ACDC, Journey. Well, that's because they were local guys. That, that's right. Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah. And Ted Nugent. Yeah. And Ted Nugent was a, like a god to me at really? the time. Uh, that Double Live Gonzo record. Sure, man. I ended up seeing him like two or three times when I was yeah. in high school. I mean, he's such a dick now. Yeah. I can't believe it. But back then, the magnitude of just like da 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 you know, yeah. you're just going, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't believe it. Oaken Coliseum, yeah. 60,000 people. So I'd go to all these shows that Bill did. He had that like, wall of marshals, didn't he? Uh, like there was no a, fenders. He used fenders? those weird fender uh, showmans or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they were 200 watts. But there was but like the 10 Gibson of them, right? Berlin, yeah. Mm. They're cream color. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he would just destroy. But that day changed my life because I saw ACDC and I was like, oh, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Like they're you know. the best, man. Oh, Bon Scott, they're the best. You know, yeah. But I met Bill. I remember I was out front. We were in our car drinking, and he came up. He's in a golf cart. And he goes, "Hey, you assholes, go in or get out of here." He and was he was cruising the lot. Yeah, he cruised the lot to make sure there's no trouble. Bill Graham. That's how he was, man. He would do it all. He's one of those guys that did all the work. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, make yeah. sure people weren't fucking around. Yeah. Then the next time I met him was at Sparky's Diner. You know, late night. I in said, the Castro. Yeah, I said, yeah. hey, you know what, Bill, man? You're the reason I'm alive. And he said, thanks, man, thanks. Yeah. Get out of here, I'm eating. <laughs> he was always like, funny guy, you know, like yeah. mean. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And the last time I saw him, I, I, I never forgot it. I saw him at the Shoreline. I was backstage, and yeah. then he was dead about a month later. Yeah, tragic, man. Oh, God, brutal, man. That Huey Lewis concert, it was pouring rain. They, I mean, they told him, to, I mean, I read the book, but they told him to... To ride the car home, but he's yeah. like, "Nah, I'm taking the copter," and it was storming, and that you know that road out of there, you know they got the power lines and yeah, and yeah, Stevie that, Ray was in there. Who else was in there? Stevie Ray wasn't in there. He oh. was on his own. Stevie Ray was in a separate crash. He was on his own. He was leaving Huey Lewis in the news. He had a meeting out there. His pilot flew in Vietnam. It was his personal pilot. He had him everywhere. They left uh, Concord Pavilion. They're flying out. It was storming. He couldn't see. Went down low. And he hit the power lines, and the thing exploded, just arced on there. It so much voltage that the helicopter stayed on that fucking thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, I, it, that fucked me up for a while, actually, yeah. because, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I want to do a film on Bill, yeah. you know? Yeah. If I ever made money, it'd be the, it would be the first thing I did. Do you know his kid? I don't know his kid. I met him once on the Blues Traveler Tour, but yeah. I don't know him good. Yeah. 
But I, I want to do a film on him or a documentary on I the guess day there of the hasn't Grange. really one. There hasn't been one, has there? No, and the guy changed the concert world. Yeah, oh, he changed everything. He changed the world. He is. He did change the world, yeah, actually. I mean, yeah. I saw shows that, like, saved my life. Just because you're just like, ah, yeah, you know. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, and then you go to a show and you go, oh, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like when yeah, you have a yeah. bad set during yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you have a good one. You go, thank God. That oh came. yeah, day to day, man, week to week. So what? All right. So you come back from uh, four years with the Stones. Four years with the Stones, and you only talked to Keith once. No, I got a great one last Keith story. You I was as at, many as you want. I was in um, New York, uh, where, where Jersey that uh, where the Giants played. Yeah, I remember. I went out the yeah. side door yeah. real quick. And I, uh, it was during the day, and I, I go, fuck, door locked on me. Yeah. And I go, God damn it. And this guy goes, you got to go all the way around to the back. I go, dude, I was just in. And he's <laughs> like, you got to go around the back. One of the dick union security guys. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. So I walk all the way around Meadowlands or whatever. Yeah. And I get to the back, and there's a long ramp where the buses and cars come in. And I'm walking down, and I hear this car behind me. And it's coming. So I step to the right because I, I can hear it coming. Yeah. I don't look to see who it is. It's coming slow. And the window comes down. And I hear this, need a lift, mate. And I look, and it's Keith in a fucking Lincoln Town car. Yeah. And I go, yeah. <laughs> and I get in the fucking car. It's a true story. And roll right into the venue with yeah. Keith Richards. And when the door opens, he gets out, and then I get out. People are like, what the fuck? It looks like I just rolled in from New York City with him, you know? People were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Did he know who you were at that point? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd yeah. been on the tour a long time by then. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'd been, yeah. It was like the third year. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But I'll never forget it. In my mind, I'm like, I'm in a car with fucking Keith Richards. Did you talk? I was just like, oh, hey, man. He's like, hey. That was it. You know, like you don't know. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what to say to Keith Richards. You know, it's like when I met CK. I can't yeah. really talk to Louis CK. Yeah. What no. am I gonna do? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like you're you're Zeppelin to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like when I saw you. I was like, yeah. oh no, there's Marin. Yeah. I'm gonna go talk to him, and then you walk away like, what an idiot I am. <laughs> That's how you feel though. Yeah. But you know, I, I met uh, Jeff Beck. Yeah. Uh, Prince William. Yeah. You know, uh, you meet crazy dudes on tour. Ed Bradley right before he passed, Madison yeah. Square Garden. Yeah. I, I, I'm a huge 60 Minutes freak. Mm -hmm. uh, Ed Bradley was just like, I, I always dreamed like, oh, I'll get famous and, and Ed Bradley will interview me. That's what, you know, <laughs> yeah. so I loved how he'd go out to yeah, like yeah, Willie yeah. Nelson's house, smoke a joint with him and talk to him. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I met a lot of great guys. What'd you say to Ed Bradley? Ed Bradley, man, I said, you know what? I've been watching 60 Minutes since I was like 10. I don't even know why. I don't know why. <laughs> One day I watched it. I just loved how they would just, yeah. 60 Minutes, man, and Johnny Carson were my shows. Yeah. That's all I watched. You don't even know why. I don't know why. Did you I say just, that to him? Yeah, I said, I don't know why, man. I've been watching you <laughs> since I was 10. I love you. And you know what? He died a few months later. What did he say to and you? And he looked totally normal. He's like, oh, all right, what do you do? I go, I, I work for the Stones. And we started talking music. He's way into jazz. Yeah, yeah. He's way into New Orleans. I talked Voodoo Fest with him. Yeah. You know, I talked about <laughs> going out to New Orleans. And he was into it, man. He was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love sixty minutes. What the hell's Voodoo Fest? What's Voodoo Fest? Voodoo Fest is a festival in uh, New Orleans every Halloween. They mm. just have all kinds of great bands. It's different. It's more rock. And Did you meet Johnny Thunders? 
I never met Johnny Thunders. You know, the thing is, I'm not a punk guy. Yeah. I like three punk bands. I worship The Clash. Uh, I loved Devo growing up, man. Yeah. I saw Devo at the Mabue Gardens in the yellow suits. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I followed Devo from the day on, man. I swear, I, I saw Devo every tour, man. You name it. And I saw him Petaluma Phoenix Theater. You didn't, know, you didn't know why? I didn't know why. It was just skateboards. <laughs> they were playing at the skate parks. They were in the yellow suits. Like, you know, yeah, like, Joko oh. Homo. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? And that bougie boy guy. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I was into it. Yeah. I was just into art shit, man. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And that's what they were, yellow bags. <laughs> Who was doing that? <laughs> Nobody. And they were cool as fuck. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I met the Ramones. I loved the Ramones. I met the Ramones. They Which were just, lineup? Uh, that, it was that Ku Klux Klan, or KKK took my baby away record. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got like a monster with like wires. So it was Joey and Dee Dee and Johnny. Oh, yeah, it, was the, and... it was the dudes back in like probably 83, 82. Yeah. So Dee Dee was there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. 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 yeah, they invited me to a hotel to stay at Motel 6 in yeah. Petaluma. <laughs> I never got. I was like, these guys are kind of like, <laughs> dirty. <laughs> well, they were kind of seemed. I was like, are they fucked up? Or, I didn't know what was up with them because yeah, yeah. they just like, bah, bah, bah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 like weird dudes. Yeah, well, Didi must have been strung out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could just tell. I was a kid, and they were just <laughs> a, adults on drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they were just in their own world. Yeah, yeah. So what? So okay, so you come back, and then you went. What? What was the decision to do comedy? What was that? You know, like all my life I wanted to do comedy. Yeah. My whole life. Yeah. I just didn't know how to get into it. It was like an adult thing. I yeah. was growing up in San Fran and like yeah. Bobby Slayton. And Bobby Slayton. Yeah. Hey, kid. Yeah. Hey, yeah. kid. I yeah. told him recently, I go, my mom loved you, man. He goes, ah, fuck you. You just made me sound old. <laughs> but Bobby yeah. Slayton, uh, uh, Bobcat. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Snow. That oh, morning. the Alex Bennett morning Alex show crew. Yeah, my mom was way into that. And yeah. then I got into- Steve Pearl. Yeah. Remember they had that contest, like tree, some guy Tree won? Yeah, Tree. I remember Tree. tree. I did the, the competition. Tree was with the the dom, the bond, the bondage gear, the That's leather right. dude. Yeah, And he fucking smoked for yeah, a while. Yeah, he was the king yeah. of San Fran. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that And guy. that 80s boom, like you talked to yeah. uh, Bud Freeman about. Yeah. I was in the middle of that. As Kevin a, Meany and DeGeneres. And, yeah, uh, Carrie Snow. Carrie Snow. And who were the other? You know, Steve Pearl. Uh, Robin Mark, Williams. Yeah. You and, know? And... Uh, there was other one, Dr. Gonzo. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I never would go to comedy. Next door to the punchline, they had a rock club called the Old Waldorf. Yeah. And I saw fucking ACDC in there. Uh, I saw Motley Crue. Where was the punchline? That was before the it Embarcadero? Was, it was, it's in the Embarcadero. But next to it, they had a same building. It was a mirror of the punchline. It was called Old Waldorf. Bill oh, Graham wow, owned right. it. Okay. It was rock club. Fucking amazing. It was I, tiny, right? Yeah, it was tiny, but the biggest bands coming up would play it. Then later they moved to Wolfgang's, yeah. which was a Columbus that burned down. Now it's Cobbs. Right. But uh, Old Waldorf and then Punchline would be next door. And I, I wanted to do comedy. I met Bill Cosby when I was 11. He brought me on stage at the Schultz Arena. Where, really? Yeah, where, where Charles Schultz drew Snoopy. Yeah. They had, uh, I played hockey there. Yeah. And they had Bill Cosby come, and I was way into Fat Albert. Yeah. And I went to the bathroom, and when I came out, he was coming on. He goes, where are you going? I go, oh, back to my seat. <laughs> He's like, you're going on stage with me. And I was like, what? <laughs> And there's this huge stuffed Snoopy, and he goes, and carry that. So I'm like this kid, 11, carrying this huge Snoopy, and I brought it on, and the stuffing was bad, so the neck kept going, and he's like, you broke him. 
And I knew what he's doing. I started playing along with it. I'd set it back up. He goes, you broke him again. The crowd's going crazy. My mom's like, what? What's he doing up <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, you know? Yeah. And after, this is a classic story. He signed a $5 bill and said, you're going to be funny. Yeah. When I was 18, I spent that $5 bill on cigarettes. <laughs> I never forgot. It was my last five. And I went back to the store and went, hey, man, I gave you a five about an hour ago, dude. I need that back. And he's like, go, sorry, buddy. It's gone. I'm like, no, I need that fucking five back. Yeah. I was such a loser. I couldn't get it? I couldn't get it. It's gone. Did you have another five? You just wanted him to give you that one back. I just wanted it back. It was my corner store. And I was like, oh, I just gave away the five Bill Cosby's autograph on it. I had it forever. Were you high? I wasn't high, but I was a cigarette junkie, man. You know, like, I need smokes. Fuck you. You ever get like, you know what I mean? You Hell smoke yeah. cigarettes? Shit, yeah. Fuck yeah. Gotta man. have your smokes. Yeah. And then, okay. So, so I meet Bill Cosby, and yeah. then I'd say, ah, fuck. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I, I can't do comedy. Yeah. I don't know how to get into it, but I'm way into Saturday Night Live. Yeah. The first era. Yeah. I'm way into fucking Sanford and Son. I'm into Chico and the Man. Yeah. I'm into all that. But I'm playing, I start playing rock with the neighbor kids. And then. You know, I see Dice Man. I start hanging at the store in the 80s after my gigs. Kinnison, my yeah. buddy's selling blow. Which um, guy? Uh, you, you wouldn't know him because yeah. he lived in, in uh, San Fran and he would come down. Oh, this was later because I was there. In, like 88, 89? No, yeah, I was there in, uh, yeah, I was there just before. I must have just got out. I was 87, 88. Yeah, it was like when G&R was hit here. Yeah, yeah, no, I just missed that. And my buddy was dating a waitress there, so we'd go on Monday nights, and Dice would come yeah, on yeah, and sure. just rip people till they left. Yeah, and I and I was like, wow, this is fucking crazy. Still yeah. into comedy again, like God damn it, this is cool rock star comedy. Yeah, Sam yeah. Kinison, sure man. Uh, Kinison was just a god to me. Oh yeah, Monday nights, man. I, I never forgot it. Yeah, and and I don't, I can't even tell you who else went on. Yeah. and I was there all the time. I was yeah. like, oh, Kinison and Dice. Yeah, and there was other that dudes, was that, but that was their time. That was the magnitude. That was like eighty-seven was Kinison, and then eighty-eight was Dice. Unbelievable. Yeah, and then I played music all my life, and then uh, I met Jay Davis when yeah. I first moved to LA. Right, and he was doing Dublin's. So I yeah. went by a couple times. Cool, yeah. right yeah. on. But after I stopped playing music, I was sitting home and I would go to Jay's shows at the uh, Laugh Factory. Yeah. I was like, I started watching, man. I saw Louis C.K., yeah. Dove Davidoff, yeah. Ta uh, Daniel Tosh. Yeah. These dudes, I was like, this is fucking killer. Like a whole new thing. Yeah. I go, I'm going to do this. But I didn't know how. I waited a couple of years. <laughs> I still didn't know how. <laughs> and then I did a movie with Earthquake. Yeah. And he and we He's were the best, right? Long, yeah, we were long time in the stands, a yeah. football movie with uh, Ice Cube, and I go, how do I do it? And for two months, he was like, you got to go do this, open mics, you got to write, you got to do this and that. And when I got off, I hit the ground running. Yeah, I called Earthquake a year later and said, hey, uh, I've been doing it. He goes, come do my show at the comedy union i went in i had a pretty good set and he's yeah. like man i didn't think you were gonna listen to that bullshit i told you <laughs> you know what i mean yeah 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 but i hit the ground i've been doing it three years now and uh uh almost 1500 shows you're clocking it i am clocking it because i i really wanted to know what where i was getting you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. i was doing three four shows a night keep writing i write that's the that's the hard part now because I really enjoy the new guy, not new guys, but the way the new era of like new shit, yeah. like Bill Burr, yeah. uh, CK, they yeah. got these new hours and stuff. That puts a lot of pressure on me because I want to, you know, I want to be new stuff. 
Well, you, should, well you should get your you should get good get your first good hour. Yeah, I know. I'm you're right. You're right. Just you know to, how it is though when you're on stage. Yeah, but I mean in that first period, in that first six years. Yeah. Just you know, you're building your first hour. Yeah. That's that. You know, none of those guys, you know, they're writing new hours now because they know who they are and what they do. Yeah. But I mean, for the first six years, we were all working towards that first hour, dude. Go easy on yourself. I know. I am. I know. I'm weird. I'm weird, dude, man. Like I get on and I know there's comics in the back. Yeah. And in my mind, it's this. Oh, he's going to go do that fucking job. That, you know, that is the fucking biggest curse. It is. Like if you because like the, like I was that guy, too. I used to get on stage. And if any of them back in New York, if any of them were in the room, if a tell was in the room, I'd be like, get out. Yeah. I, I got to work. I can't worry <laughs> about you guys. Yeah, I can't. You know, I got I got to figure out how to keep being funny. I can't worry whether or not, you know, you guys are going to laugh or whether you're going to judge me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to fucking just cut I, loose. Of that it's thing. hard. huh? No, it's the worst because, you know, those are your peers. Yeah. And, you know, it's not so much you want to make them laugh. You just want to you know, make them see Respect. like, yeah, right. That Oh, he's doing new shit. That's or right. whatever. That's right. You know, and you because you've been in the back of the room where you're like, oh, this guy with the same four jokes. And yeah. Like, oh, fuck. I don't be that guy. But for me, it was more like, you know, I didn't think I was as funny as them. So I didn't want them judging me because it was hard enough for me to worry about the fucking audience. Yep. Yeah, I got to worry about Louis or Attell or anybody <sighs> sitting in the back of the room. Like, fuck it. It's brutal. I don't, I don't think about it anymore. I don't know when that happened. I'm trying. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I've been lucky, man. I met I met Ian Edwards. Yeah, he's a great guy. I, I think he's like the funniest guy. He's on, really funny. on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he started taking me on the road. Yeah, and, and I met uh, Eric Griffin from the Workaholics. Yeah, I got really lucky because the younger guys were like, "Ah, fuck this guy," and yeah. I understand that. You yeah. come in like, "Who's this fucking asshole?" Yeah. I understand it. I'd be the same way if I was young. Yeah, but I couldn't hang with the young guys because. I, I don't smoke weed and I'm not like, I'm I'm not young. And you're not a noodler. You're not like an alt comedy noodler, you know? That's right. And, and I didn't really understand like uh, what to do at the store. Yeah. I got to the store and I have six months to stand there by myself. And you, you didn't know what to do with the hateful door guys? Or <laughs> Just anything, man. Guys were like, hey, don't fucking sit there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, move out of there. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck you do, you know? And, yeah. And, uh, but I was like, you know what, man? I, I want this. Yeah, I, I wanted it because I really felt once I went on stage that my whole life I should have been a comedian. Yeah, I can sing good. Yeah, but I knew in the back of my head I love the 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 thing of me against the audience. Yeah, yeah, and I really loved it. So I was like, it doesn't matter what you do, you can stab me with a knife. I'm not leaving. You know, I'm not kidding, man. I'm gonna fucking sit right here. This is the black hole. Well, I mean, just sitting with you right now, that that sort of strange persistence you have is actually the most charming, funny thing that you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like with the balls yeah, yeah, to go yeah. up and ask you to when be on the show. When you get the balls not to worry about jokes, that's going to be your day, buddy. Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to get there. I'm You're trying to figure out how to be funny. Yeah, I'm three years in. Yeah, man, you're I'm, doing great. Yeah, it's it's you know I love you. Thanks. And I mean like. I love, there's five guys that I'll fucking, I ride on a motorcycle, I'll ride in the rain to watch. That's the thing with music. If somebody could have said, hey, every day you get to go watch Zeppelin rehearse yeah. at uh, on Sunset Strip for free, just yeah. sit in the back, fuck yeah, man. I would be there. And that's what it's like at the comedy store. They go, hey, you get to go see Marin, you could see CK, Bill Burr, Ian Edwards, uh, you know, Eric Griffin. Yeah. Uh, even Delia. Delia yeah. helped me a lot, man. Yeah. The guy was fucking. He was the first guy to talk to me. Yeah. He came over. He's like, "Hey, what's going on?" I was like, "Huh? What?" <laughs> 
I go, what do you what do you do around here? He goes, just stay here every night for years. Don't leave and do as many sets as you can at night. That's what Delia told me. Yeah. I go, okay, I'm going to do that. Yeah, and that's what I did. All right, and he would be the only guy. So since he talked to me, other guys were like, that's Delia's boy. You yeah. know, oh, what, no. whatever. You know, yeah, you get yeah, those yeah, yeah, those yeah. teams. But eventually, like Ian came around. He's like, I like your work ethic. And then Kevin Christie. Yeah, he's a great guy. I love Kevin Christie yeah, and yeah. Neil Brennan. Yeah, yeah. And and those are the guys I really want to hang out with anyway because I love their comedy. And they're sharp. And they're into good shit like yeah. music, yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, we could talk art. Yeah. I could talk Kevin Christie. I could talk about painters from fucking, you know, that I saw like 20 years ago. Yeah, he's a sharp guy. Oh, God. Great. Well, you're doing great, man. I'm glad we talked. And, hey, it, hey, and it, hey, it wasn't about, you know, the, being a, a new comic. Yeah. I, you know what? I can't believe I'm here. And thanks for having me, man. I mean, it's just blowing my mind. To me, this is the modern day Carson. Oh. I really feel like that. I feel that Chelsea lately and this yeah. are the best credits on the planet. Well, thanks. You man. know what I mean? And I just love your show. I listen to them all. I haven't missed any of them. I just dig it, man. Uh, it was great talking to you, Dean. Thanks for having me, man. That's it. That was a party. That guy's a fucking blast. Is he not a blast? What a character. Love that guy. Hard not to love that guy. Dean Del Rey, thanks for doing it. Look, go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF Pod needs. Get on that mailing list. Leave a few comments. I'm about to shut the comment board down because there's like five people there that are just douchebags. I mean, it's like, I get it. That's what comment sections are, but unbelievable. Just relentless. Nah, I won't shut it down. I'll leave it open. Knock yourself out. Do what you got to do. Kick in a few shekels, buy some merch. There's a new poster up there. The Wilbur poster uh, that my buddy made uh, is up there uh, from the Wilbur last week. Hand screen. Beautiful poster now available. T-shirts are there. We're going to start phasing out a couple of the shirts. Coop shirt's on its way out. Boomy Lives, it's on his way out. So get those while you can. Uh, We'll see if we print more of those. Might come up with some new designs. JustCoffee.coop, always available at WTFPod.com. You get the WTF blend. I get a little little, little bit on the back end. And as always, uh, thank you for listening. I don't know if I say that enough. I don't know if I say that enough. Boomy lives.